The following message is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe can be found at axechurchleander.com. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. And since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged. I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said, I cancel all that debt of yours because you begged me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from the heart. Again, Acts, we are in the Advent season and we're calling this the second chance series. We've been looking at the year of Jubilee, a year that literally meant to shout for joy and how Jesus came to fulfill that year, that everything God had done in the Old Testament was leading up to Jesus, this new way of living where all would be set free, all would be brought back together, all would be united under one banner, one Lord, one God who is loving and joyful and hopeful and peaceful. And as we look at that series, that second chance series, forgiveness certainly plays into that because all of us, certainly myself at the front of the line, need forgiveness. Whether it's forgiveness for how we drive down the road, whether it's forgiveness for how we view people who think differently than we do or act differently than we do or vote differently than we do, whether it's how we treat our family members or people at school, whether it's gossip, whatever, like forgiveness is deep. All of us are broken in some way. As I like to joke, we are all from the island of misfit toys. Remember that from the Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer? All those toys that don't work exactly the way they're supposed to, the jack-in-the-box that won't pop out, the baby that won't sing, that's all of us. All of us need forgiveness, and so Jesus spends a lot of time, a lot of his ministry, talking about forgiveness. And immediately before that verse that Steve Huey just read, Jesus was talking about forgiveness, He was actually setting up a system where if someone sinned against you, if someone harmed you, he said, guys, there has to be a way to bring us back together. And he says, so if someone hurts you, first go to them privately and talk about it. 
And then he says, if that doesn't work, because sometimes it doesn't, then take two or three other people and say, hey, this doesn't seem right. Does it not seem right to you too? Okay, right. Now we're going to go there. And then actually having a larger group, the church coming to see forgiveness and reconciliation happen. Jesus literally sets up a system in Matthew 18 of how we are supposed to relate to one another even when we hurt one another. But then that kind of begs the question, right? Well, then how many times should I have to do this forgiveness thing? How many times do I have to forgive my little brother or my little sister? How many times do I have to forgive my spouse or this coworker? And that's what sets up this parable. And a parable, just to be real clear at the beginning, is not an allegory. Sometimes we look at parables and we want to try to decipher each and every point that Jesus is trying to make, right? So if you remember the book Animal Farm, right? That was an allegory for communism. And every animal, every beat of the story had a symbol to something in real life. That is not how parables work, though. Parables are more like a joke where there is a punchline. And it's all about the punchline in a parable. So there's going to be a setup to the joke. There's going to be a setup to the parable, setup to the truth Jesus is trying to give us. But the point of it isn't all of the setup. The point of it is the punchline of the joke, the punchline of the parable. And that's what we're going to dive into in this scripture reading. All right, so it starts off again with that question. Peter goes to Jesus and he says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times, he asked. But Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, not seven times, but 77 times. All right, so the background of this is in an ancient Jewish culture, it said that you should forgive someone up to three times for the same mistake. Right? So let's say that someone badmouthed you or gossiped about you. In ancient Jewish culture, you would say, okay, you forgive them three times, but the fourth time they do it, it's three strikes, you're out, you're done, you're out of the way right? So Peter goes to Jesus, and he says, you know what? I'm going to be even more gracious. I'll double that number, and I'll add one, because seven in Scripture is a holy number. And so he says, so how many times should I forgive my brother or my sister when they steal my toys, or when they text about me on a thread with other friends, or when they post something I don't like? How many times? Seven times? And Jesus responds, he says, well, not seven times, but 77 times. Now, even that number, 77, some of us might think, okay, I can count up to 77. I will have a sheet, and I will just start tallying it off. Oh, we're getting closer. Oh, we're in the high 60s now. We're almost there, and we can almost salivate, right? Of like, then I can finally be done with this relationship. Well, to kind of put a little bit of cold water on that, some translations of this say not seven times, but seven times 70, which is a super holy number. Essentially what Jesus is saying is, guys, that you're looking at this from the wrong angle. If you're asking, how much should I forgive someone, you're already asking the wrong question. And that sets up this parable with this punchline. All right, so let's dive into that. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And as he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that his wife and his children and all that they had be sold to repay the debt. Okay, so this is 10,000 talents 
in Greek is where it actually comes from, right? So the closest is 10,000 bags of gold. This is a ludicrous amount of money. This debt is insane. Jesus is setting up a joke. He is setting up a truth with this point of, guys, this man owes so much money, it's more than what the Roman Empire had cash on hand. We talked about our favorite cartoons earlier. As I was thinking about this amount of money, this is where my mind went. Do you guys remember this guy? Scrooge McDuck and his giant safe where he could swim through all of his bags of gold, right? That's the amount of money that a servant owed his master. I don't even know how you lose or screw up 10,000 bags of gold. But that's how badly in debt one servant was to his master. Right? So that's, that's part of the setup to this parable. But then it goes on, and Jesus says, At this the servant fell on his knees before him, the master. And he said, Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The, ma- the servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Now, outside of the fact that you would never be able to pay or repay that much money, right? This is a ludicrous amount of money. There is a mercy, a compassion that the master shows on his servant, right? And I love that, right? It says, and he let him go, and he canceled all of the debt. That entire vat, that entire Scrooge McDuck safe that somehow the servant screwed up, he cancels it. He he lets him go. He has mercy on him. He forgives him. He sees him in a state of disrepair and doesn't hold it against him. But the parable goes on. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him only a few hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused and said he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. You see, the servant refused to pay forward the grace, the favor that his master gave to him, right? I mean, it's the exact same situation He was in debt to his master. He had harmed, he had hurt his master. But when he fell to his knees and said, will you forgive me? And his master said, yes, he turned around and he couldn't pay that forward to the next person in his life. He refused to give that grace. He refused to allow that person to be back in right relationship with him. And in fact, in his rage... Right? Even the master wasn't as wicked and cruel as the servant. He didn't choke him. He didn't yell at him. He was in his right to say, I could throw you in prison, but he didn't even go any farther than that. And yet, the servant who had just received grace, who had just received forgiveness, was unable, or more appropriately, simply refused to pay forward that love and that grace to the next person he encountered. Story goes on. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged. 
They went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In his anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. And here's the punchline, guys. Here's the point. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. Hear that again. This is how my my heavenly Father, our heavenly Father, will treat each of us unless we forgive our brothers and our sisters from our hearts. This is a hard and heavy scripture. Because often as Christians, we can look at forgiveness as something that we can demand of God, that we can ask of him, we can beg him for forgiveness, but then somehow we can separate that from how we forgive and love others. And what we see throughout Scripture, what we see throughout the kingdom of Jesus is realizing that you cannot separate how we treat God and how we are in relationship with God with how we are in relationship with everyone else. We can't go before a God and say, I need forgiveness from you, but I am going to withhold it from everyone else because the state of being forgiven, the only way we remain there is if we pay that forward, if we let it emanate out from us. You see, it comes from God, but if it doesn't come out, then it doesn't actually get us. We leave that state. God's not being bitter when he says, I won't forgive you if you don't forgive others. But forgiveness is not possible. That state is not possible. Living in the kingdom of God is not possible without playing by the rules and the posture of the kingdom of God. And so in that, you intimately see this connection between when we go before our God and ask for forgiveness, it also means that then we go open-handed with everyone who has hurt us. And now forgiveness and reconciliation are two separate things. Forgiveness means I'm no longer going to carry the burden, the hate, the anger, the malice that I had towards someone else. Reconciliation says I'm going to now have a fully restored relationship with someone. That takes two people. That takes both sides of the hurt to come together and say, you know what, there is brokenness here, there is hurt here. And reconciliation takes time. And so if someone has hurt you, If there has been some type of abuse, God is not saying, all right, now you have to just completely embrace them, forgive them, and pretend that that's not what forgiveness is about. Forgiveness is about letting go of the malice, letting go of the hurt, letting go of the pain, and saying, you know what, I'm not going to carry that around, but instead I am going to live in the kingdom of grace, of God's favor, represented and given out in Jesus, and then we give that out to everyone else who comes in contact with us. Because, guys, it's the only way we stay in our state of being forgiven with God. Not because he's malicious, not because he set up some weird system, but because the kingdom of God is that state of grace, that state of favor that he pours on us and then that we pour on to everyone else. But again, this is something all of us wrestle with. I, I wrestle with forgiving people I don't agree with. 
I wrestle with people who, when I see, do, or act, or say certain things, or hurt people that I love, or I feel like are attacking something that I love, I struggle with being forgiving towards them. We all do, because we're still from the island of misfit toys, and that's why we build into our rhythm as a church time of confession and absolution, time to go before that God again and to beg for his mercy, not out of desperation, but out of a relationship with the Father that we realize that we are still wrestling and we are still learning and we still need that forgiveness to restore us, to put us back into favor with him, that we can share that favor with everyone he comes in contact with. So we're going to use two scriptures for our confession and our absolution. The first one comes from Luke chapter 6, and I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to pause as we confess to our God how we haven't lived out that scripture. Luke chapter 6 says, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Church, pray with me here. Heavenly Father, Lord, we have judged. We have judged others based on their decisions, based on what they've said, what they've posted, Lord, we have condemned others. Lord, we have not forgiven others. Heavenly Father, Lord, we have sinned. We've sinned against you, and we've sinned against those you have created in your image. Lord God, we have allowed tribalism and our own self-righteous justified reasons for acting why we do to corrupt our relationship with you and with everyone else. Lord God, we come before you now, a good God, a Father, a Savior, asking for forgiveness. Asking for your love, asking for your grace, that we may pay that grace forward to all that you bring into our lives. Lord God, and we receive forgiveness in John 8, where he meets the woman caught in adultery, the woman who owed a great debt. And at the end, he says this, then Jesus stood again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Go and leave your life of sin. Acts church, Leander, your sins are forgiven. God remembers them no more. And because your sins are forgiven, he calls us to forgive to be gracious to all those he brings into our lives. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at axechurchleander.com.